your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? I know it's been a hot second since I've spoken to all of you, but I am back with another edition. If you've been a longtime listener, you already know where I'm going with this. And if you have social media, you know where I'm going with this. This is the second annual edition slash, I guess, trial by torture segment of the kitchen sink with my Locked On NHL co-host and the host of Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, brother? It's a second year, another year of doing this, yeah. which really, I, I think we got to start from the beginning and tell everybody how this even started, because really this segment is what spawned our partnership on right. Locked On NHL. So Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I Were we just doing a a crossover episode what was that it was yeah. just like we were just getting, was anything for anything in particular i don't no, think it, it from yeah what I, yeah from what i remember it was like i it was like height of covid there was literally nothing going on we had no idea when hockey was coming back yeah and i rem, i think it was when we did that round table for uh race oh yes yes sports, yep. especially in the game of hockey and then um, I guess that was my first interaction with you. And then I was like, all right, this kid, Chris is pretty, this guy, Chris, I'm not going to call you Chris, uh, a kid, yeah. but, um, it, 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 I was like, you know what, let's, I'll hit him up. Seems like it's pretty cool. He's doing pretty cool things at lockdown avalanche hit you up. We talked about hockey, yeah. which really was supposed to be a 30, 45 minute segment turned into about three hours of content. <laughs> It, you know, I've, like, we've, we've both done like three hours in our spare time, whether it's with a guest or, you know, I've actually done shows where it's been stretched into 30 into three hours just by myself, which is might be a right. little sad, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was one of those things where it didn't feel like three hours. And then, no, got, not at all. Yeah. And it got such a good reception to where it actually turned into us getting our shot on locked on nhl and look here we are now we made it <laughs> well i mean it was like yeah we made it <laughs> we, we've arrived we can retire we, now we peaked. um we it, it was uh we got in a i, I shouldn't say that and say so we got in a lot of trouble we got in we, we've got we've gotten spoken to we got a stern early talking on. to yeah <laughs> yeah i wouldn't even say stern we, we got a talking to uh because we could not could not try as we might keep our shows under a half hour. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, locked on and I get it and it works and you get, you know, you don't have to listen to those episodes that are, uh, you know, two hours long, three hours long. And that's what I like about locked on, but we just struggled to stay under that half hour yeah. time limit. And that first show we did a crossover when we got to, I would say like approaching the first hour, uh, I kind of was just like, all right, just whatever, screw it. Let's, let's just keep going. We'll, we'll figure it out later. And, uh, you know, we kind of just spliced it up into a week's worth of shows. And that's kind of what we're doing now because there's literally nothing going on in the world of hockey. It's like pulling teeth to get any content 
Um, so we kind of we kind of plan. We talked about this when the playoffs were going on, um, and kind of figured you know that the best time to do it obviously is in the off season uh, because what else is there to talk about? So we literally don't really have much planned on what we're going to discuss today, but I have no concern because every time we do our uh, Locked on NHL show, we're talking for at least 20, 30 minutes before we even hit record on yeah. on whatever. And it comes to a point where we're just like, dude, we got we should probably record right now because yeah. we've been going for so long talking yeah. about whatever. It's almost like we were just talking about cats. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about we were kind of talking about cats and dogs literally before we hit record just now. Uh, and we probably could have continued to talk about that. Yeah, the, it really the preparation really is a huge part of our shows when we do shows together, as you can tell. Um, and yeah, you, you'll you'll see that in today's show because, like you said, there's really nothing going on, and no. so we're just gonna kind of, I guess, since we started off things with how this came about and this this kitchen sink segment uh, came to be. I, I think the best way to approach this right now is to kind of recap the year since we did that. I, I guess like, you know, it, it's been, it's only been 10 months uh, between two seasons and obviously, you know, not to brag, but the lightning are still champions <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. of the NHL. Mm. Um, mm. And, and you said it yourself on a couple of shows that I am still the unofficial champion of this locked on channel, considering, you know, yeah. ever since it was started really, no other team has won the Stanley Cup, but I have to say, these I I think if they win this year, I won't be surprised. But definitely the these last two took me by surprise to an extent. Really? Because I think well, I I think the runs themselves leading up to the finals, I was surprised about how things went. You know, going into that Blue Jacket series really the expectations considering what happened in the previous season did not, were not high. And then they run into their, their rivals, the Boston Bruins, who, you know, were a very good team and Tampa just manhandled them. And I said at that point before the series started that if Tampa just got by Boston, they were playing with house money because, and then the Islanders kind of helped us out by, beating the Flyers because I really thought if the Lightning ran into the Flyers that that was it, the Flyers. Because I, I, I'm one of those people, it seems, over the past couple of years that is really other than, you know, not even Flyers fans has thought very highly of that team and look how they've rewarded me with those expectations. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then on the other side of that, and I, I think that's what's kind of cool about the dynamic you and I have, not only just as co-hosts, but the fact that we cover two very good teams is that there's always that chance – of our teams running into each other where like we were saying when the playoffs started, like chances yeah. are our teams are going to run into each other in finals and we're going to get into some serious trouble because there's, we're going to talk about like, depending on who won the previous night, there's going to be very dark episodes. That week. <laughs> and then as well as they might run to an hour, hour and a half, depending on what happened in the game and all that stuff. And, you know, I, yeah. I think if the lightning, the avalanche made the Stanley cup final, um, I, you know, every episode would be a crossover episode. I, I don't see how we could do individual episodes and yeah, they might be, they might run <clears throat> a little long and it'd be interesting because the one who loses 
will want the episode to wrap up relatively quickly and the one who wins won't talk about it uh, for hours on end per no, game. But it's so. funny you say that because I have found when the Lightning lose, my episodes are longer. Sometimes they can be, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, yeah. and they, could, they could play very well or they could play very bad and you're talking about 40, 45 minutes. And yeah, whereas the Lightning win an overtime game 6-5, we're talking about a crisp 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> on the dot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, that, that's happened. It, it, depending on, like you said, how they play. If they, if they play awful, um, you know, that they sometimes there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I, I kind of hesitate saying this, but they're great guys over at Locked On Senators. But the Senators have not had a ton of success in the past handful of seasons. Those guys are machine over there. The Locked On Ottawa guys are consistently, for Locked On in the NHL department, consistently in the top three. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that it just, you know, just because you have success uh, on the ice doesn't mean that, you know, uh, people want to listen to that. Yeah. We, we love misery. We love listening to misery and people suffering. And, and you know, th- there's there's something to be said for, for people to want to, you know, jump on and just tear apart something. Maybe yeah. that's some allure for the, the Senators guys, but they do a phenomenal job for a team that struggles. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and, yeah. So, and it's funny that you brought it up like that because someone asked me the other day, because a, a close friend of mine asked, has noticed, and he's, he's not really a hockey fan, but he's listened to the shows obviously because of, you know, to support. And he has said, you're, you're losing the episodes in which the lightning don't <clears throat> play well are a lot longer. And it seems like you have a lot more to say, not saying that, you know, you're not detailed and informative in the winning ones, but what why why is it like that and i really thought about it and i i've i've realized that you know as chris knows and maybe some of my listeners know obviously born and raised in new york city uh you know grew up listening to wfan if you don't know what that is that's that's the top sports radio Mm. station in the city and maybe in the state Mm -hmm. i don't know how it is up you 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 know chris you're upstate so you know but Literally, if you tune into any show throughout the day, all, all the teams in New York could be above 500. And granted, those those radio shows go for three hours plus. You kind of yeah. have to complain a little bit. And mind <clears> you, so from age five up until, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm verging 30 now. I have listened to that almost every day. So I, it's kind yeah. of ingrained in me to complain about certain things. <laughs> yeah. and Oh, it's true. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's probably not healthy for a five-year-old's brain to hear someone constantly <laughs> complaining like that, but, you know. All right, let's take a quick break to hear from betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and NFL is right around the corner, and you can track all of that action at BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, football, and UFC and MMA. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the greatest sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information 
don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep and make their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, and when you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. So bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, well, that's what what you know. It's uh, and I listened to a lot of Mike Francesa growing up. Uh, a lot of Francesa. I I love the guy, not for because I think he's he's good. I, I just I love his dynamic with the audience. That's all he does for yeah. for three plus hours is take phone calls that's all the guy does and the and fact that half it, of those are pranks <laughs> pranks. You're, you're, you got like about a 46 percent chance of someone just saying baba booey and then hanging up yeah uh you know but the majority of the people who call are complaining about something yeah. i think that's half just you know new york style uh and and, and half that's what we want to do in sports we want to complain about our team. And a friend yeah. of mine is a diehard uh, New York everything. Giants, Yankees. Like, he is never happy watching a game. I'm like, how can you, how can you be like that? Yeah. How can you be that type of fan where you're not happy watching your team play? And he – so with the Giants, uh, you would think those couple Super Bowls that they won – against new england you would think he would be happy in the end but for 59 minutes of a 60 minute game he is angry and yelling at the television and punching the couch like that's not enjoyable to me that's not to me that's not what sports are about i'm sorry that's i mean to speak on the giants i'm a huge giants fan too and i i mean for me at least i the giants like winning those two super bowls i could die happy now then again if the Mets win a World Series now, you know, because the Knicks are really a lost cause. No disrespect to the guys on Locked On Knicks, but right. if, if the Mets win a World Series, I'm fine. But, you know, and that's the thing. That's the funny thing about, like, being a Mets fan. And, and I always talk to, uh, you know, a couple of hosts about baseball on the, on the network about this. And really, 99% of – I go to the games that just because, you know, it, it's – it's weird to say this, but like the misery and the pain and just the dysfunctionality of what the Mets franchise is on the field is nostalgic because that's all I know. Like, I mean, you're, you're, have you like replaced like the Boston Red Sox pre, you know, World Series after 90 something years, 80 something years? Like the Red Sox were the, the poster boys and girls of, uh, wallowing in, in misery and, you know, with, with the curse and everything. And then they finally got over the hump. And then who, okay, who replaces them now? It can't be I, really Mets fans because it hasn't no. been, I mean, 86 was the last time they won it. So no, because maybe, they've, it was Cubs fans and Cubs won it. So well, I think the who thing is with it now? The, I think the thing with the Mets, though, that doesn't quite put them in that category is because really what it comes down to it with the Yankees, I mean, with the Red Sox, excuse me, you always had the Yankees or some other, you know, other team that was in their way, really only the Yankees. And then the Mets, it, in the 90s, it was the Braves. In the early 2000s, it was the Braves. Yeah. Like, for example, I was at, I want to say, game 
six. I, I don't know what game it was, but it was against the Cardinals in the 2000 uh, NL, NLCS at Shea Stadium. And uh, no, they were playing the Giants, excuse me. And it was the NLDS. And what happened was the Cardinals eliminate the Braves that night. And what when everybody was watching the score on the scoreboard of that game, and when that mm-hmm. hit F and the Cardinals were officially moving on, you would have thought the Mets won the game hmm. because the Mets suffered so much heartbreak against the Braves in previous years. And it was just like, how are we going to get over this? And then you finally have that. And I feel like to a certain extent, kind of in a bubble, that was kind of what happened to bring it back to hockey. I Hopefully our listeners didn't fall asleep yet, but that's kind of in a way, even though they ended up playing each other, that's how it was for the lightning with Columbus, you know, it, that's what it was the whole season and the, the, the playoffs before, okay, you got swept by this team who, you know, really wasn't on the same playing level as you on the stat sheet. But then you, you have to hear the talk the whole year. Oh, is this going to get blown up? It, is, is yeah. John Cooper gone? Is, is, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then you finally beat them. But I think, you know, if, if really, if I have to equate that to anything that's going on now, and then, you know, I'll answer the question about the Mets because I'm really going all over the place. Thank God we don't have a time limit. Uh, I would have to say it's the Islanders looking at the Lightning, you know, two years losing to us in yeah in the semifinals. And I'm sure the new I don't, the UBS arena would erupt if they saw on the scoreboard with the Islanders up in the series that they don't have to play the Lightning <clears throat> in the next round. And, and I see. <clears throat> but, oh, See, now we're getting into, is that, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's some people on the Islanders who want to face the Lightning and beat them finally. Well, you know, they did not, that they, this they don't year. Want, they chanted, we want Tampa. Look at that. They out. did. Yes, they did. You're right. But, I mean, that's the fans. You know, the fans are always going to do that. But I can guarantee you there's some there's some players on the Islanders that you know, oh, yeah. unfinished business for them. Oh, sure. So uh, they don't want the easy route. And if the Lightning are the better team for, uh, you know, next year in the, in, in the, in the playoffs, they're going to want to play them. Yeah. They don't want an easy road. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, I, I think it's different with hockey because I, and I'm not saying that like baseball <laughs> in terms of competition and competitorship is different, but I feel like with hockey, it's a, you, you almost, you know, if the Lightning were to go 82 and 0. I, I'm still sure the Islanders would be like, all right, we're just, some Islanders fans I'm sure would be like, all right, I want it to set up to where we play them in the first round. Yeah. So we could be the team to beat them. Um, yeah. Whereas I'm sure, and, and that you saw with fans when the Patriots went undefeated, there was a lot of fans that were like, I don't want my team playing the, the Patriots in the first round. Yeah. Uh, you're always going to have those people that are afraid of like the, the best team in the league. That's always going to happen. <clears throat> but I kind of come from the the camp of uh, you 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 know if you're playing a better team, you, be the one to knock them out. Yeah, and no, we'll I see agree. where the or we'll see where the lightning are uh, next year. I don't know. I, I, I always, I mean, or do you feel that Tampa Bay should kind of be feeling like they've won three and they, they should have won three in a row? And that that first outing against you know the sweep against Columbus, uh, you know we had talked about yeah, is this a dynasty and stuff like that? I'm not there yet, um, yeah. 
but if you know you win three in a row, you're you're you know well on your way, and you know then we can have that discussion. Yeah. Do you feel like they should have been in that? They they should we should be talking about the at lightning in that way because they should have gone uh, that first year. But that's what makes hockey, in my opinion, the best sport out there because yeah, yeah the lightning could go eighty two and zero and lose in the first round and. I mean, some people would say like that's shocking, but people who know hockey know it's yeah. it's completely plausible for that to happen. Let's take another quick little break to hear from rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry, you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. And did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. And when you talk to Built Bar fans, they all have their flavor of choice. And you can pick yours between flavors such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, including the always famous limited edition flavors. So if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of nine flavors. And not only are the Built Bar flavors best tasting, but they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar. Only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty and all healthy. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you will get 15% off of your orders. Promo code, once again, is LOCKED15. And that's at BuiltBar.com. Well, yeah, I mean, seedings mean absolutely nothing in mm. the NHL playoffs. But I don't <clears throat> I don't think that they should have or they could have because just if you saw what that did to that team, it, it changed their mindset and their approach. And from a certain extent, even though you have a good number of the same players that were on that team now uh, back then when that happened, I think that was the best thing to happen to them. I think yeah. if, they, if they don't get swept in the first round after the season they had against they don't Columbus, learn from it. they don't learn from it, and we're not sitting here talking about two consecutive Stanley Cups because right. I think from everybody top to bottom, including the coaching staff, especially Coach Cooper, I really think they had to go home in the offseason and rethink how they approached everything. I think Coach yeah. Cooper – to, and, and I think that also with upper management, I think they had to take a look at how certain 
players fit into the scheme. Now, granted, they didn't really do a lot of things in terms of personnel changes. I mean, the thing that I always talk about to you and, and I talk about on my show is the addition of Blake Coleman and Zach Bogosian and Barkley Goodrow and how that really just upped everything up. Um, but <clears throat> I don't think – I think if they win that round, I think if they make a deep run but they don't win the cup, I don't think they're – as much of an urgency at that trade deadline and then you don't get the players that you need to get and then that could have that could have happened last year that could have happened last year to columbus against columbus or that could have happened this year to anybody you know they could have they could have gotten knocked out the first round too to the panthers so i honestly with the way the division was stacked up if you have a healthy dallas stars team we could be possibly talking about, and I know some fans might think this is a little bit of an overreaction, but if we don't have that sweep two years ago, we could be talking about them getting not even making the playoffs possibly with Nashville and 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 uh, Dallas playing the way they did in the divisions. Hmm. So that's another thing. And now yeah, we're talking about oh, is <laughs> is should is this time to blow it up? Because I think. There would have been a definitely a bit of an overreaction with upper management. You definitely would have seen some big player named players possibly move. Um, and then with on your side with with the Avalanche, do you think that's like something that needs to happen, or do you think these last couple of playoff runs are has done enough to kind of open the eyes or kind of I don't know I guess crack the glass to kind of take things to another level for your team. Um, I think they could be in the situation that you're talking about that the Lightning were in, you know, uh, a favorite to win it and, you know, playing really good hockey going into the playoffs, sweeping uh, St. Louis in the first round, winning the first two games against Vegas. Like everything was going the way you couldn't have drawn it up any better for the Avalanche. And then it all fell apart. And yeah, I think having now two years in a row of, of, you know, being eliminated really three years in a row of being eliminated in the second round, um, they're a more hungry team. Not to say that they wouldn't have been hungry if they've, if they won a Stanley cup somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, when you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to, to go further and, and, uh, you know, be in the Stanley cup final and, be a favorite to to win the whole thing, and you don't even and you haven't even sniffed the Stanley Cup final yet. Uh, you have a lot more to play for now, and your effort is maybe going to be uh, always there. Maybe when it's you know, your, your effort's going to be a hundred percent all the time. When in the past maybe it's like ninety five, and that five percent that you, you the effort that you you don't put in is that what loses it for you? I don't know, but. Um, yeah, the Avalanche are kind of in that position that you're talking about the Lightning were in when they lost to Columbus. Expectations are high. You don't meet those expectations, and now you got to come out fighting even harder. And the one the the, the loss to um, Dallas in the bubble, uh, Game Seven overtime, lost. Uh, that's what makes hockey just gut wrenching, man. Because they were playing well in that game. And, and they, you know, they had their third string goalie in whatever. It's not an excuse, but even in the overtime, they were playing pretty well. And one player makes one mistake and the blink of an eye 
and the game is over. Yeah. And you're, you're just gutted. And, and that's just what kills. Like in any other sport, like that's overtime. Like football, yeah, you can have that bomb play where a guy, you know, it's a 60, 70-yard touchdown. But, you know, for, for football teams put drives together yeah. and there's like these 15 play there's drives a, there's and a, there's a build-up yeah yeah you Where, like, all right they're, they're trending towards a touchdown and uh you know in, in baseball you got you know players on base and they go from first to second to third and you know you can see things happening in other sports where hockey it's just you blink and it's over yeah it, it's i mean that's why I love I, I that's why like I feel actually lucky like because when when I got approached by Locked On to cover you know be a host and cover hockey it, at first I was a little hesitant just because I've never really covered hockey this much and then because I've always kind of fancied myself more of someone who was able to to analyze like football and baseball especially and mm. then once I got into hockey and I was like. Oh, Cause it's like one of those things where it's, yeah. And that's the thing. What I love about hockey is that especially you, know, you score, the game's over where now I, do they still have that rule in football in the NFL where the team scores, the other team gets the, the possession. I don't even remember it anymore. With it's a, if the first team scores a touchdown, it's over. But if the, if the first team gets a field goal, uh, they can, the other team gets a chance to tie or I, beat them. <laughs> I, I imagine if that happened where because I know in like in soccer and certain international and, and club leagues is you have extra time, which is a fancy soccer term for or I guess lazy hockey term for overtime. And right. you score a goal, but you still have to play out the extra 90 minutes where, you know, we could have two lead two two lead changes by the time this really for an extra time. yeah it's very it's very weird um and yeah so it's one of those things where and and imagine if that happened in hockey where it's like all right we're gonna have 15 minutes of ot but yeah and if our teams play Just all right play the lightning it. yeah the lightning score two goals in the first five seconds but in the last 15 minutes or five minutes whatever the avalanche score four and, and it's just that would leave the most un like especially if that's a Stanley Cup final game, that would leave yeah, that's the, the worst taste in anybody's mouth. I think. I think yeah. like do you even feel like a sense of accomplishment as as like a fan or a player after that? Like if your team came out on end because I I can't yeah. see that happening. I mean I enjoy soccer. I'm not bashing soccer whatsoever, but at the same time, it's like some of these rules are like anticlimactic in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it takes away the, the sudden death term and yeah. it's just another period. But um, it doesn't, I mean, soccer is weird anyway. I, I'm, I can't get into soccer, dude. I can't. I've tried. I've tried. Uh, I get a little bit of excitement when, like, you know, the World Cup comes around. But yeah. uh, other than, like, it's not a sport that I could just. You know, if, if there's nothing else on, if that's the only sport on, yeah. uh, I'll just I'll, I'll just go watch Impractical Jokers for the ten thousand <laughs> time. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather watch Impractical Jokers over soccer. As they I can't invade, do it. As they invade a fairway in Upper East Side Manhattan. <laughs> um, 
Doug is just trying to buy some produce, and, and here comes the <laughs> Stal and the boys to just mess his day up. Uh, go, Abs, go. 